In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. As I've reflected on this morning's gospel, the theme that seems to strike me the most is judge not lest ye be judged. And I share that theme this morning after having heard a podcast and commentary on this morning's gospel by Professor Matthew Skinner of the Lutheran Seminary in Minnesota. And when he did the exegesis of this work or of this passage, what was interesting is he had a different take on this gospel parable. One of the problems with this parable is familiar to all of us. And when we enter into the story by Jesus, we're, we enter into it with our automatic assumptions. Pharisee bad. Everyone else good. And in this particular case, the Pharisee is quite the caricature of what Luke and the Gospels want us to imagine the Pharisees to be. Arrogant and self-righteous. But Skinner looked at it and said, maybe the point of the parable is not about the prayer itself. It is possible that as arrogant as the prayer sounds to our ears, because we're tuned into that reality, it could have actually been a prayer of true thanksgiving. Look back at ancient days. It was basically a caste system. The son was born to do the work of the father. There was no sense of upward mobility. And so from the Pharisees' perspective, he was truly blessed to have been born into the Pharisaic caste of his day. It came with privilege, it came with automatic respect, and it came with resources so that he didn't have to live the life of those he mentions, thieves and rogues and tax collectors. What Matthew Skinner says is actually the issue of the Pharisee is not the content of the prayer, but the assumption that God's mercy is much narrower than it is. That the Pharisee could not imagine that God's mercy would encompass the thieves and the rogues and the tax collectors. And so what Matthew Skinner says as he reads this passage is this. That this passage and this Pharisee is not necessarily about them over there. But each and every one of us who looks down upon somebody else and somehow believes that they are unworthy of God's mercy and compassion. as you further delve into the story and ask yourself this question that the Pharisee may never have asked is, why is it 
that the individual next to him chose to be a Pharisee or chose to be a tax collector. Nobody wakes up and says to themselves, at 10, I want to be a tax collector. Even today, when it comes to the IRS, nobody wakes up and says, I want to work for the IRS. We find ourselves there. But in this case, it was only by selling oneself out to the Roman establishment and working either for Herod or for the emperor directly and collecting taxes on behalf of the conquering government that many people could eke out a life above poverty. And of course, to make the tax collectors even more disdained during their time, there was the amount they were supposed to collect. And then to get ahead, they just added a few more cents to the bill to provide for themselves. They were seen as traitors. They were disdained. They were hated. But many of them would wind up being tax collectors because they had no other way to survive. Now, when you begin to look at those individuals from that perspective, the sinfulness no longer looks as great. And when you understand them from the sense of their journey, we begin to look at individuals from the perspective of God and now begin to offer compassion. As I share this gospel this morning with you, my mind goes way back in time when I worked in this neighborhood, the poorest neighborhood, the Dixwell neighborhood in New Haven, working with young men and women who were on the verge of dropping out of school. And the work of my program was to try to keep them in school and from joining into the gangs. Gangs were bad. School was good. It made sense long term. But I'll never forget the conversations I had with so many of those young people as we talked about what would be the right path to take over the wrong one. Why staying out of the gangs would be better while staying in school. And what most of those people, young people, would tell me is basically, yes, Mr. Craig, we know you are probably right on that for you, but look at my life. Look at what I have, what my family has, and what we don't have. School doesn't offer me a way to augment my family's income. Doesn't offer me the opportunity to buy the things that I so badly want and on some level badly need. The gangs offer us that. Mr. Craig, what you're not getting even if I graduate from high school, the chances of success in finding the value that I talked about 
from their perspective, was slim to nil. And from those conversations, I began to understand why these bright young men and women would enter into the gangs and sell drugs. The structure was as entrepreneurial as any other structure I'd ever seen. They were as bright as anyone I'd ever known because that structure offered them, if they could live long enough, opportunity out of poverty far better than going through the system that we uphold. When I understood it from that perspective, I was able to have far more compassion in understanding whether I liked it or not for what I saw going on in the inner city at that time. What today's gospel asks us to remember is that unless we have been willing to journey with the other person, we cannot even begin to judge. And as I look out into the world today, and especially in this country, I realize we have stopped trying to journey with each other. Instead, we have chosen to be like the Pharisee and to judge based on what we see. I highly believe that if we hear this parable and live into this parable and understand that it is only until we journey with someone else and understand their life is the only way we're going to understand how they have come to their opinions, how they have come to their decisions. And then we can begin to offer the mercy that God offers us and see how and why God is willing to extend that mercy to those who we think are far unworthy from our perspective. The prophet Micah asks us to walk humbly with God. When we choose to do that, we're able to also walk humbly with others and offer the mercy that God has, has offered and given us so freely. Amen.